Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to the channel. Thanks for joining me this evening. It's time for the Monday Breakdown, the first Monday Breakdown of 2022. I'm going to be looking back at the Aloha win at the weekend and a short look ahead to the Hearts game on Wednesday evening as well. Before I get into the Monday Breakdown, if you're new here or you're a regular to the channel but you're not subscribed for whatever reason, please do hit the subscribe button below. Hit the bell so you get notified every time a video is live and give the video a like as well so more people can see them. Do get involved in the comments below as well. Let me know your opinion on all the topics that I'm going to cover today. If you agree, if you disagree, just let me know in the comments below. Let's get into the Monday Breakdown. Right, so we're going to start with the Alawa win at the weekend in the Scottish Cup. Celtic winning 2-1. Georges Giacomakis getting the first goal, Abada getting the second and conceding late on, disappointingly. But Celtic are through to the fifth round where they will face Wraith Rovers. This was a game full of negatives for Celtic, but I'm going to start with the positives. Firstly, Celtic are through to the next round. That is positive number one. You have to get through, regardless of the opposition, regardless of the injuries that happen. The most important thing is that Celtic are through the next round of the Cup. Now, with the team sheet that Celtic put out, they should be through to the fifth round, and they are. I felt that Ange went a little bit too strong with the team sheet. A few names that I would have liked to see get a chance in this game, but he went with the team that he went with, and Celtic are through. So that's positive number one. The positive number two is George Giacomakis getting a goal and getting his confidence. Now, he's going to be Celtic's main man for the next couple of weeks. That means the Hearts game, that means the Dundee United game, and that probably means the Rangers game as well next week. And the fact that he gets a goal, this was a game that he should be getting a goal in, firstly, because it's lower-level opposition, secondly, because he's Celtic's main man. That's what you're relying on him to do. And if Celtic are going to rely on him, he needs to be getting these goals and he got one. That will do his confidence a world of good. Now, there's a few things with Georges Giacomakis that I want to touch on. The fact that he came into the club with a massive goal-scoring record in the Eredivisie the year before was something I highlighted as a potential, not negative, but something to look out for when he was coming to Celtic. Because you're looking at that goal-scoring record, you're thinking, okay, that's amazing. He's doing it at a really good level. He's scoring loads of goals. This could be a potential coup for Celtic. Now, the reasons that I was slightly worried about that was because there wasn't a real explanation about why he had scored these goals, what the situation was around those goals. Was the team built around him? Was he the main man? Did they, did they just go on a mad run? Was he just lucky with some of his chances? There were a few unanswered questions when he was coming to Celtic, especially the fact that his fee was so low. Now, I know a couple of those questions have been answered, but these are the situations that Celtic probably need to recreate now that Giacomakis is the front man, now that he's leading the line for Celtic. So 
I think by looking at him, by watching him this season, I think we all know what he is. He is an in-the-box striker that if you get the ball to him and he can get his foot onto it or his head onto it, he'll get it on target and he'll score goals. That's what I think Jackamakis is. He's good at holding up the ball, sure. He's good at creating it for the wide men, getting getting space for them and getting it off to them early. But if he's going to be the main man, he's going to need goals as well. And if we're going to get him goals, we need to get the ball into the box like we did at the weekend. William Scales with the delivery. So that's positive number one. Jackamakis is off to a scoring start now that he's starting up front for Celtic now that he's the main man will he keep that going over the next couple of weeks it's going to be vitally important for Celtic that he does so that's the positive number one that he has scored a goal and his confidence should take a boost from that the second positive is the man who put the ball into him that's Liam Scales who started at left back now I think Liam Scales is putting himself in the hat certainly to be Celtic's starting left back at this point in time I think he's coming from the League of Ireland there's always going to be that little bit of questioning in people's heads whether he's good enough to make the step up. But so far, since he's been playing, I think he's made that step up very well. In the games that he's played so far, he's played four times, he's scored one goal, and he's got three assists. Now, that doesn't mean everything, but I think in terms of positioning, in terms of his on-the-ball play, in terms of just adjusting to a new system under a new manager at a higher level... I think he's done it really, really well. I was actually speaking to uh, Liam Scales' underage coach at the weekend on Friday and he said that Liam Scales reminded him of Roy Keane, not in the sense that he's good, as good as Roy Keane, but in the sense of when he coached Roy Keane as well, he thought that Roy Keane could do it at every level. Every time he stepped up a level, he could do it at that. And he saw the same at Liam, with Liam Scales when he was, was with UCD to start off. When he moved to Shamrock Rovers, he said, no problem. He can make that step up to Shamrock Rovers, who are a much better side than UCD. And now that he's moved from Shamrock Rovers to Celtic, he says that he thinks that Liam Scales can make that step up as well. So I think he's definitely putting his name in the hat. He's definitely putting Greg Taylor under pressure. And there's definitely a player there. And if he can develop long-term for Celtic, there's no reason why he couldn't push for that left-back spot because we do need to strengthen there. And if he's playing better than Greg Taylor, he deserves to start instead of Greg Taylor. It's as simple as that for me. For me, Greg Taylor still pips him a little bit just because of his experience on the pitch and in these big games. But I think he's definitely putting Greg Taylor under pressure for that left-back position. So that's positive number two. I'll start with the negatives. Look, with a team like Alloa, with a Scottish Cup game, you're going to get rough challenges. But some of these challenges were absolutely atrocious. We'll start with the... Itaguchi won. How Niang was not sent off for that, I'll never know. He was over the ball, he was late, he was studs up, and it was a potential leg-breaking challenge. It was a red card. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that that was a red card. On first viewing, on second viewing, on third viewing, every time I've watched it, I've just questioned, how the hell was that not a red card? And I think the reaction of the Celtic players says it all. Straight away, they were over to the referee wondering what he was going to do here. And they were angry. And you don't often see, when it's just a hard challenge, you would see, yeah, there might be a couple of players over to the referee. But they were straight over and they were looking for the red card because it was a red card challenge. It was unbelievable that he was still able to continue on the pitch. So that was negative one, number one. Negative number two is obviously the injuries that have followed with this game Itaguchi we don't know how long he's going to be out after that challenge with from Niang 
Abada went off injured as well. His uh, ankle was on ice when he was on the bench. And then Cal McGregor, who I will talk about in more detail because I did a video on this channel not so long ago, I think it was last week, where I spoke about Cal McGregor and his importance to this team. I think he is Celtic's most important player. A lot of people are saying Joe Hart, which I completely, you know, that's a fair point as well. Joe Hart is a massively important player for Celtic. But in terms of the quality that Cal McGregor brings to the team, the lack of depth in that that position compared to what Cal McGregor brings, I think he's a huge loss for the next four to six weeks, which is what people are saying that he will be out for. And certainly was not very optimistic about him uh, being available anytime soon for Celtic because of that facial injury. So we'll wait and see how long he's going to be out. But I think he is a huge loss to the team. You're losing, firstly, your captain who leads by example on the pitch. You're losing the best midfielder that Celtic have in terms of controlling the pace of the games, controlling possession, being on the ball, passing the ball simply, passing the ball well, keeping possession. That's what Celtic are losing with Cal McGregor. They're losing a top, top quality midfielder. And they're, I do think that adjustment period, if you're looking at the depth chart that Celtic have, you've got James McCarthy, who's nowhere near as good as Cal McGregor. You've got Nier Beaton, who's likely going to be the guy who comes in. And you've got Idaguchi, who's now injured. So we don't know if he's going to be available to replace Cal McGregor anyway. So the likelihood is it's going to be Nier Beaton coming in. And while Beaton does have some good qualities... He's just not Cal McGregor. He's not as quick as Cal McGregor. He's not as attacking as Cal McGregor. And he just, he's not as good as Cal McGregor. It's as simple as that. So it's a huge, huge dent in Celtic's season over the next couple of weeks. This is a massively important period. So to lose your captain, to lose Cal McGregor and potentially lose two others as well on top of that is not what Celtic needed coming out of the fourth round of the Scottish Cup. But that is something that happens in seasons and you got to move on. We'll move on then to the Hearts game, which is this Wednesday night. Celtic obviously lost to Hearts earlier on in the season. It was a disappointing loss, but as Ange said, at, at that point in time, Kyogo had just arrived off the plane. He arrived in the afternoon and was on the bench in that game. Starfelt had just joined the team as well and he was straight in. And I think Starfelt did actually find that game quite tough. So Celtic are in a much better position than they were at that point in time. In terms of the starting lineup, I think with Juranovic coming back into the starting lineup, Greg Taylor will probably come in uh, left back again. And then I think we'll bring Starfelt back in beside Cameron Carter Vickers because against Alloa, you're seeing that the relationship between uh, Carter Vickers and Welsh is not as good as the Starfelt one. So Starfelt will slot back in. In midfield, I think you're bringing Beaton in with Hatate. And I think. O'Reilly will get a start against Hearts. I'll justify that after I name my front three. The front three that I think will start is Abada, Jakimakis, and Jota. From the sounds of what Ange is saying, Abada will be fit. He seems to be confident enough that it's not going to be a long-term injury for Abada. Jakimakis, like I said, he's going to be the front man for Celtic over the next couple of weeks. And then Jota, it seems like he's going to be fit enough to start this game. Hopefully, Celtic can get through this game especially the Hearts game on Wednesday. Assess it against Dundee whether you need to play Jota, but I think with Hearts, I think Jota is definitely definitely seems fit enough to play for the first 60 minutes and then assess the situation if Celtic are winning, but I think you start with him and try put the game to bed as soon as possible so you can make that sub if you need to take Jota off, need to rest him and need to preserve him from getting another injury. 
the reason that I think O'Reilly will start in this game is because he's arrived in the club, he's been playing already this season, it's not like he hasn't been playing all season, he's already fit enough, he is already ready to play in the system according to Ange. If you look at what Ange said when he signed O'Reilly, O'Reilly was actually one of the players that Ange wanted very early in his Celtic career he said it was one of the first players that he scouted he said that he has the attributes that will fit in with the system and he said that he has already got a real clear idea what he wants from O'Reilly in the midfield so I think it should be a game where he at least comes off the bench if he doesn't start but with Beton, Hitate and O'Reilly you've got the defensive attributes of Beton, you've got the box-to-box qualities of Hitate and then you've got the creativity of O'Reilly so I think that's actually still quite a strong midfield even though you're lo- losing Cal McGregor I think those three are good enough to beat Hearts and I, I genuinely will be really excited to see what O'Reilly brings to the table so I guess what you're looking for against Hearts is a win regardless of how it comes this period is almost more important now than the period before Christmas when you have all the games because you don't want to start losing players losing confidence and losing the momentum that you've built up just before the derby next week. And I can't stress enough how important that derby is, especially with Rangers slipping up against Aberdeen last week. Celtic have a chance to go into that derby and narrow the gap to one point. So if Celtic can get through Hearts with a win, get through Dundee United with a win, they have the potential to beat Rangers next Wednesday and go within one point of first that's how important these are. These games are. So Celtic have absolutely no choice but to win these games. If they don't win all these games, if they don't win this Hearts game, if they don't win the Dundee United game, it doesn't really matter whether or not they win the Rangers game. But if they put themselves in the right position, take it one game at a time, there's every chance that Celtic could put Rangers under serious pressure going into the final bit of the season. So that's how important this uh, stretch of games is and to do that without the captain to do that without a couple of key players up front and the international players as well it would be a phenomenal achievement for Ange so I'm really anticipating these games I'm not really excited I'm more nervous for these couple of games coming up but I do think Celtic have enough quality in the team that they're going to be able to put out that they can get past Hearts and get past Dundee United and then build it up nicely for the derby next week what do you think do you think Jackamakis is good enough to lead the Lions for Celtic what do you think of the Cal McGregor injury who do you think should replace McGregor in the midfield let me know in the comments below subscribe to the channel if you haven't already nearly at 4,000 subs would love to get there by the end of the week this was the Monday breakdown the huddle breakdown will be with you on Thursday after the Hearts game so plenty to get into then with Alan and James thanks for watching folks we'll chat to you later good luck